gazed up into his face as an adoring niece would do to her favourite uncle. Their decision to leave certainly surprised me, he admitted. It shouldn't have, of course. It was quite obvious that they intended to take the first opportunity of going back to their own time. <laughs> well, they weren't getting any younger, were they? Vicky said wickedly. The doctor's eyes widened with mock horror. <laughs> it's lucky they're not here to hear you say that, he chided her good-naturedly. Good grief! If you think they're old, <laughs> what do you think of me? Vicky blushed at her faux pas. But you're different, Doctor, she said. And anyway, we might land in their time one day and we'll be able to talk over old times. <laughs> yes, perhaps, Vicky. Perhaps. The doctor smiled and ruffled the girl's hair. He was touched by Vicky's unquestioning faith in him. But, if he were to be truthful to himself, he would have to admit that the chance of his ever meeting his old friends again was highly unlikely. The TARDIS very rarely landed anywhere it was supposed to. Not that it mattered much to the Doctor. The universe was so full of wonders that there was no need to travel with a fixed destination in mind. But just occasionally, he thought, it would be nice to pilot the TARDIS to a landing of his own choice, perhaps even visit Susan, his granddaughter. Vicky recognized the signs that the doctor was becoming morose again. Anyway, it's done now, she chirped up and deftly changed the subject. I wonder where the TARDIS will take us next. Yes, yes, it's done now, sighed the doctor. But I must admit I'm left with one small worry. You know, I wouldn't mind seeing ancient New York, the girl carried on, not listening. I didn't get to see much of it, what with the Daleks on our trail and everything, but from what I saw from the top of the Empire State Building, I wouldn't mind going back there. My dear Vicky, I'm trying to talk to you, insisted the doctor, smiling at her enthusiasm, but determined to have his own say. I'm sorry. The doctor tilted her head affectionately towards him. I just wanted to ask if you're sure you didn't want to go back to your own time too. I didn't give you much chance to consider, did I? And I, I wouldn't want to think you're just staying for the sake of an old man. Vicky instantly poo-pooed the idea. I made my decision a long time ago, Doctor. I want to stay with you. She shrugged her shoulders in resignation. Besides, I wouldn't have anything to go back to. Vicky had come from the 25th century, where she'd been orphaned and stranded on an alien planet. When the Doctor had offered her a place on board the TARDIS, she had eagerly accepted it. In time, a strong bond of affection had grown up between the two of them. The Doctor, Ian and Barbara had become the family Vicky had lost. And for the Doctor, Vicky had replaced the aching gap he'd felt in his life when his granddaughter had left him to start her own life. Yes, uh, your father, the Doctor nodded sympathetically and stroked her hair with almost avuncular concern. Suddenly, Vicky started as the peaceful humming of the control chamber was shattered by a loud bang. Huh. Did you hear that? Vicky's eyes darted around, trying to locate the source of the noise. Eh, perhaps something has fallen down, guessed the doctor. Or we, we may have changed course. He stood up and made his way over to the central console to check his instruments. Crash!
Vicky leapt to her feet in alarm and clung tightly to the doctor's arm. There was now no mistaking the source of the noise. She indicated the small double doors at the end of the chamber which led into the rest of the ship. There's someone in the living quarters, she whispered fearfully. Cautiously, they approached the closed doors. There was no doubt in Vicky's mind as to what lay waiting behind them. They had not, after all, escaped the Daleks on Mechanus. One of the deadly mutants had somehow smuggled itself on board and was even now preparing to exterminate them. Doctor, be careful, she hissed in warning as he motioned her to press close against the wall, away from the doors and out of the line of fire. He took off his long Edwardian frock coat and held it up in front of him, with the intention of throwing it over the Dalek's eye stalk when it emerged, and thereby temporarily disorientating it.